0: Welcome to another episode of Vodka O'Clock. I'm your host, Amber Love. Don't forget that you can support the show and my work at patreon.com slash amberunmasked. And um, of course, if you're following me on Twitter at Elizabeth Amber and anywhere else, you will probably have heard about my mystery novel series, The Farrah Weathers Mysteries by now. So Cardiac Arrest and Full Body Manslaughter are already out. And... um, there's a third one on the way, so keep your eyes out for that this year. And if you are looking for really old episodes of Vodka O'Clock, you can just go to the tag in the cloud at amberonmass.com. Otherwise, uh, newer shows are still on iTunes and Stitcher. So joining me today for the first time is Rory of Rory Comics, and we are going to talk about her amazing feminist women in history comics and anything else that comes up. So hey, Rory's here. Welcome. Hey. How are you? Good, good. I'm so glad that you made it. Um, So I, you know, discovered you sort of through Twitter, the amazing, you know, things that happen on Twitter.
1: Right. (laughs) Twitter's been very wonderful uh, to me that way.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it's one of those things where I think it starts uh, suggesting people if you have people in common and stuff. So um, it was really great because then you started doing – these cartoons for uh 100 days 100 women and i was like wow is she really going to do that like
1: <laughs> and i was
0: like how are you going to come up with somebody that's like just besides celebrities like beyonce or something and you know and i started watching this list and i was like i'm like i never heard of these people why haven't i heard of these people this should be taught in school so I hate- yeah. So how did, you know, like, what really, really started you to do
1: this? Uh, well, I mean, the, the the kickoff was watching the, the Democratic National Convention. And uh, during it, they mentioned, I believe at the close, that there was 102 days for the election. And I'm like, oh, oh 100 is, is such a wonderful round number. What if I drew 100? A hundred historical, awesome women going up to the election to kind of be like, um, kind of like a, like good PR, good PR for, you know, amazing women in history. And, um, you know, history is something I love. I, I, you know, it's not, um, it's not what I studied in, in college, but it's always been a love for me. So I was just like, yeah. I'm just gonna do this. <laughs> you, and like,
0: yeah, you picked some really interesting people too. So, you know, it wasn't like you didn't stick with politicians, even though it was the election that drove it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to try and, um, and uh, it, it was it was one of those things. Like when you do something on the fly, you're just like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> just gather stuff up. Um, so, you know, I started out with like. I don't know, like 40, 50 people, um, and then I just started researching from there. So it's kind of like, okay, I know a good first 10, and hopefully those 10 days will give me opportunity <laughs> to research for the rest of the 100. Um, and I also got help from, uh, from just people on like Facebook, and then once people started seeing it, they started just suggesting stuff, which was awesome um because obviously it would be just a wild humongous task to to try and research, you know, the history of the world.
0: Right. Um because it was the, it was very international. So it wasn't even yeah. specified that it was just American women or Canadian women or something.
1: Right. <laughs> oh yeah, like and that was that was something where I was just like I, you know, I wanted it to be as open as possible, and then you know, as I started getting down the list, I was like, oh, like it needs to be more and more, and I, you know, was seeking that out. I mean, if I if it was something that I had planned and had, you know, uh, some kind of six month lead on to to plan and to you know perfectly arrange everyone, the list probably would have looked different. Um, but I'm still happy with it. I mean, it is still, it is still pretty North American heavy. Um, but that's my, that's my history background. So that was kind of where I was able to easily, most easily pull from.
0: Right. But it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't exclusionary. So. No. Um, because. You know, even I, you know, I just refreshed my mind with it and went back through the list. And because um, every time I saw one, I was like, oh, maybe that one's my favorite. Oh, maybe that one's my favorite. And, <laughs> you know, and, but at the same time, it's like, you know, I could think of other women that weren't included. And there was still like, of the hundred women, there were so many I had never heard of. So I was like, oh, well, it's probably a good thing that, you know, so and so's not on this list because it left an open space for somebody you know who people you know might not be a household name you
1: know yeah i still have um i have like a master list um and it has probably like 250 people on it total because um there were a lot of people that i started out with like people who are maybe even not super well known um but were more well known than someone else that wanted to spotlight and um I also wanted to try and get um just to to include as many you know um career paths and to try and include some some women from the ancient world you know to try and include um just <coughs> to to have it be more full and in that, you know, people like Mother Jones um, didn't make the list, just barely also. (laughs) Um, uh, You know, Angela Merkel was originally on the list. Um, uh, Joan of Arc, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, like tons of other people that um, were either already well-known it was kind of a thing that I came to early. That was like, okay, if you have a couple of movies about you, um, I might, I might have to issue drawing you for this list in particular. You know, no, no, uh, no, no, uh, shade at, at Joan of Arc, but but right, but she pe-
0: people have heard is, of she, her, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like everyone knows Joan of Arc. Everyone knows um, Queen Elizabeth the First. Um, so that I mean, generally, queens did not make a big showing. Um, despite well, I did have a I did have a a short series I did in 2014 about Warrior Queens, which I would love to pick up sometime when I get time. Um,
0: yeah, well, that was well, you know the the queen that I that you did have on the list was the last queen or regent I guess of Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that's, you know, again, something that even for American history, it might not be very well known.
1: Yeah. And it's it's um, terrible that the story of Hawaii isn't known in American history because.
0: Yeah, it's, it, not, uh, it's really not.
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> no, it, it, I don't it think
0: is, I was taught it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's It's not. It's not like people. People don't know how that, you know, basically. Corporations just took over Hawaii and deposed the queen, and there was plenty of that also in uh, Central and South America, and it's something that is completely glossed over. Like everyone's just like, oh yeah, there was a queen, and then uh, Hawaii was just there for a while, and then it became a state. (laughs) Yeah, like it was all so very clean, you know. Um, and there and there's a lot of that, and that's where you know a lot of a lot of these women too get erased is in a kind of, you know, sanitation of history because a lot of the times where you see women um doing some of the amazing stuff is at times when um I feel like I feel like there is kind of a push to have this um very clean narrative of progress through history. So it's just like, look at us, look at us growing and growing. And then, and then so-and-so did this. And then so-and-so did this. And it's just, look at, look at how we have progressed. And, and history is not that. It's, it's lots of regression. It's lots of um people being too progressive and being shut down. And then, you know, that is, also erased from the narrative if someone was, if someone or a group was too ahead of their time,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like that doesn't fit in because then why would they be, you know, persecuted if we're this, you know, perfectly progressive marching along history type of humanity?
0: Well, yeah, and and, we just learned, you know, so much from hidden figures, oh. you know, you know, it's like these three women uh, you know working for NASA and how they were have been basically erased until uh, you know it it, it really depends on somebody else saying yes you're allowed to put your name on your work.
1: Mm Mm-hmm I I mean like it's that's such a huge like uh, like overall problem in America too is just the complete erasure of like especially black labor. Yeah. It's just and contribution is just. Swept under the rug, like, you know, oh, that's, well, that just didn't make the cut. And it's like, well, why? You know, why did these other people make the cut and that didn't? Right.
0: And, you know, and it's the, that sort of, uh, you know, not only gender war, but like you said, race war about it, um, like who gets to have their name on the patent and stuff.
1: Um mm-hmm.
0: you know, there was a I can't remember the the items that were all on it, but somebody had posted a list of things during Black History Month of things that actually had been invented by um black citizens that, you know, the patents and, and whatnot were I guess not allowed to be in their name. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's a matter of discovery and finding out and claiming it. Like, um, you know, the woman who helped uh, discover DNA, like her name's not right. not on things.
1: Um, right, Rosalind Franklin. Yeah. Yeah. So.
0: Um,
1: and they did not tell her. They, uh, they they just did it. They looked at, her, they looked at her, her notes and they were like, oh, yeah. And they did not tell her that they had looked at her notes. Like, it was, <laughs> I feel like it is very scandalous, yeah. honestly. Um, but, yeah.
0: And, you know, in one of the areas, because, you you know, we were discussing how diverse your list is, you have um, politicians and activists and entertainers, writers, athletes, warriors and scientists, uh, you, you know, I, I mean, it just runs the gamut. And thinking about the erasure of whose name goes on something, I wonder how, you know, how much of this has really happened in artistic fields. Um, You know, like, like we know in comics that, you know, a lot of times women weren't allowed to put their names in the credits of comics, even though they worked in the coloring department or the lettering department, whatever. Um, And, uh, you know, master painters from way back when had tons of assistants. You know, only one person got to sign the painting though.
1: Well there uh, uh I've been contemplating doing a, a series. At some point when I get like some a little bit of free time. <laughs> I just decide to make free time where there would be sleep. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Uh Discover Adderall, you know. <laughs>
1: right, uh, um <laughs> I'm so tempted sometimes, like... Yeah,
0: I know. It's, people and, tell me, they're like, it's great.
1: She's like, when like, she's, like, all hopped up on <laughs> on the caffeine pills, I'm like, yeah, but she's getting a lot of stuff done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not... But no, I mean, I joke, I joke. I, 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 I would not want to, you know, burn out my, my system for that, but, like, sometimes it's just like, oh, if there was only something huge, something natural... why and I'm always looking for like any like I have like the like invigorating aromatherapy Mm -hmm. uh, essence that I you know burn and stuff yeah they help so they
0: they they help a certain amount and then if you've ever you know had to survive crash studying for final exams or something um, yeah and then and then as soon as you're done though you're going to crash hard
1: that is the thing. I, I remember um <laughs> one one semester um I it, I had like a ton of finals and I had just finished all of my finals and they were having and this was this was bad planning on their part uh of the of the college. They had a blood drive at the end of finals. Oh. And so I was like I was like, I'm gonna go donate some. Time. Yeah, <laughs> I finished up my fi- my last final. I went and donated blood, and I was like, I went back to my dorm, and I slept for like fourteen hours, yeah. and it, and then I woke up and I went to the bathroom and I slept for like four more hours. Like I slept <laughs> so long. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, even if they gave you one cookie, that's not gonna do it. It's not gonna pop, yeah. pop you out of exhaustion.
1: Yeah, it's like no, this this. this is is just terrible logistics Um, but yeah I've been contemplating doing a series called More Than a Muse because there are a lot of um, artists like people uh, women especially obviously that have gone down in history as muses Mm -hmm. are often artists in themselves so um, you know their art is kind of uh you know, diminished um, or seen as derivative or, you know, the fact that they were having sexy times with the artist and there was like all this drama as seen as more important than mentioning the fact that they were also artists in their own right. right. Um, so that happened a lot. I mean, there's just been, there's just like stuff you don't learn um, especially if you don't have I mean, like, even in art, like, I've taken art history because my, um, degrees in graphic design. So, um, I was really lucky to have good art history teachers, um, through, throughout art school. Um, because they made the effort to bring in, um, kind of hidden history. Um, especially like, uh, if you look at, Dutch, the the Dutch painters. Mm-hmm. There were actually a lot of women who were working as painters, and they were the breadwinners of their family. Wow! In the because it wasn't, uh, it wasn't as I don't want to say it wasn't as sexist because obviously, like it was, i sexist environment, but it wasn't so much that, um, you know. There's, there's this, um, when you look at a lot of it from art history, it's almost the same idea that there is with, um, from what I understand, with food. Whereas there is this idea that men are the ones who are master chefs and right. they're the ones who make food that is art. But hey, it's okay if women make good food too, I guess but they're not going to get the glory for it. So there is, um, there is in art history. A lot of women who were, were regulated to that. Um, like, Oh, well, you know, that's, that's like the women thing that they do with their portraiture and stuff. And that's nice and all, but that's not art.
0: Right.
1: And, you know, there, there's, I mean, there's one of those women on there, um,
0: well that Art- uh, Artemisia I was happy to see on there. Um I don't I'm not sure if that's who you were thinking of, but it was like I love that I started seeing uh people tweeting about her this year. And she was uh from yeah. from Italy and she painted things like very very vengeful paintings. Um Sometimes, you know, basically, oh. basically like you know, you know, having a, a rapist be uh, slaughtered or a head chopped off or something like that, like very, you know, paintings that I, you know, you didn't, nobody, I guess, would have paid for her to do. I don't know. I don't know if she had a
1: patron. Um, is she, she, I, I believe she did have patrons. She, um, um, she did pretty well for herself, um, despite. Uh, they're uh, like, do you, how much do you know about her history?
0: Um, I well, I I I'm, I'm not sure if she actually like, did she work for Caravaggio or were they just like competitors? Or...
1: Uh, I think I think she did work with him. Okay, um, that I'm a little fuzzy on, but I know that um,
0: like you could see the style is like I have
1: like too much in my head, but yeah,
0: yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, so. She,
1: she was in that broke style, but um, she there was a, a giant scandal um, because um, a prominent artist raped her, and um, she was actually able to bring him to court. But it was also very like paternalistic because it was like the whole idea that he had, you know, lessened her value with like her father, and it, it was it, like, it, it, yeah. it's it's like a whole nasty business. I mean, it's um it's good history to know. I would say like, make sure you're in a, a mood to hear about, you know, a whole lot of awful victim blaming and, um, terrible attitudes about sexual violence. If you look into it.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And, and like it. I said, and her, her paintings are um, yeah. very evocative.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, yeah, she, uh, did amazing paintings. Um, I also did uh Madame Le Brun, who, if you have ever looked up a picture of Marie Antoinette, you have probably seen her painting.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, she was, she was, uh, I mean, she made, she made her money as a court painter in France. I, I mean, think she that's one of the coolest
0: jobs. Like, I mean, I, that's just like a random aside uh, for me. Like, Court, like either the the court illustrators or um, the folks who do the forensic sketches. I'm Like I think that's <laughs> such a cool job. Cool.
1: But yeah, and there was I know there was another court painter in um, in Italy that was on my list for a while. Um, his name escapes me, unfortunately. Um, but it, it 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 makes you wonder how many um, how many women were in these royal courts. Mm and they were writing, and they were painting, and they were doing these creative functions, and their artwork was just diminished, because it was like, oh, that's the royal court. It's all floofy. That's that's not real art. Mm -hmm. Um, But yet, you know, they were doing it. It's the same way with uh, um, Christine de Pizan, who was kind of the first um, the first woman to make a living writing, at least in Europe, if possibly the world, at least in the, the historical era, mm-hmm. and she was she was a court writer. And when I started researching her, I found out that all of her illuminations. So if you if you look up Christine de Pizan, you will see illuminations by a woman named Anastasia. Because apparently at that point, illuminated manuscripts, there was a commercial um, market for illuminated manuscripts and they were mostly done by women. I never learned that. Yeah. To me, that's like, okay, women were working in this creative, very technical career. And no one's like,
0: Well, I mean, how many women... Yeah, I mean, writers in general had to use male names or gender-neutral names just to get their their poetry and novels published or, you know, columns.
1: And and isn't
0: it really funny, though, when it's the opposite way, like when men are told to write under a woman's name because they expect the market to come from women like um Nancy Drew who's been I mean it's Nancy Drew's been written by a ton of people by at this point but was originally written by a man
1: right? yeah um you know like in the romance market
0: yeah the romance market like, is one of them yeah
1: I think I've heard in the YA market too that happens which makes makes a certain amount of sense why it would happen? Yeah, it it, it, is, it is interesting. It, I mean, it's interesting to see that because it's like, okay, well, I guess I guess this has been this particular genre has been taken over by by the ladies.
0: Yeah, and, but it's just so weird to me um, because you know, like we're saying in these in these different arenas, like in acting, male actors had to play the female parts too. Mhm. You know, and it was like, well, why don't you just hire women?
1: (laughs) No, because if we have women in the theater, they're obviously all of terrible moral quality, and it will degenerate the entire country.
0: Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's just just really fascinating. But um, when when I started hearing about, you know, male writers writing under female names or something for stuff like YA and romance and stuff, I'm like... Really, I'm like, I'm like, it's like, is the fear that you're some kind of perv because you're writing for teenagers, you know, like John Green or something? Like, is like people got on his case a few months ago or something, thinking that he was some kind of weirdo perv? And it's like, oh
1: yeah, I think he was on Tumblr too much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, something, and it was just like okay. It was well. like
1: responding to teenagers on on Tumblr. <laughs> like uh, that's just that's just general advice. That's just general good advice. Is don't re- don't just don't respond.
0: Don't respond. Yeah.
1: Don't just don't respond. Just let it be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the situation. I think like someone accused him of something. Yeah, wrong. it was
0: it was quite a while back, but
1: I I tried to read on. I tried to read up on it, and I was just like, this is really confusing, and I don't care a lot about things. So. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So besides, um, like Artemisia was definitely one of my favorites that you had on, on this list of the 100. And, it, you know, as you said, hopefully you'll have other projects where you can continue them. Um, uh, it, you did have a couple like modern comics people like Trina Robbins, mm-hmm. um, was in there and, uh, I'm blanking on the Checking name. On. Yeah. Um. So it was it's like oh you know it was well first of all like you're saying you know even if women were painting masterful paintings they were accused of not being you know real artists but you know mm-hmm. already in comics everybody kind of seems to have to have that fight of well that's not real art
1: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You just come into that where it's just like <laughs> it's like just just expect yeah, I mean, that I mean.
0: conversation at some point if you're getting into comics.
1: Yeah. This is what, but this is for babies. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> It's like, no really, here, go read The Watchmen. Um, so did you have somebody that in the list of one hundred that um that surprised you or that um you know that was definitely like a fav- a favorite standout for you?
1: Oh, um I don't know were. Um uh, definitely, stagecoach Mary.
0: That was a cool one, yeah. Because <laughs> at first, when I saw the sketch, I was like, "Oh, is that Harriet Tubman?" And it was like, "No, who is this?"
1: Yeah, yeah, she was. I mean, she was in some ways basically a a cowgirl, um, but you know, so much more. And I just loved the way that she 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 seemed like when you, when you look at the what's written on her i mean unfortunately there's not you know first person accounts from her but when you look at the the way people reacted to her and you think about the historical context i mean she was obviously this person who was like so incredibly confident in herself um and absolutely valued her freedom and her ability to do what she wanted, but at the same time, she must have been like extremely charismatic and confident because everyone around her well, most of everyone around her loved her i mean the um i think my favorite i think my favorite anecdote is the uh the 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 towns ladies were um i guess outraged by her by her drinking. And, um, so they got a law passed that women couldn't drink in the town. And so the, the, the town council passed, a an amendment to that law that was except for Mary, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and it's, it's, it's amazing because you think about the, you know, I mean, this woman was born into enslavement, you know, um, was freed with the Emancipation Proclamation, you know, kind of bounced all over, ended up in Montana, um, <laughs> you know, uh, drove what was, was the first woman to drive, drive a postal, um, stagecoach, um, and just did all this stuff, including babysitting Gary Cooper, the, um, the Hollywood guy, the Hollywood wow. actor. Um, and to just think of, like, this lifetime from, you know, being born at a time when slavery was legal in the U.S. to babysitting Gary Cooper.
0: Yeah, it's a big and, change in a lifespan, in a single lifespan.
1: Yeah, yeah. and she, she, I mean, she must have just been amazing because, like, you think of the kind of, I mean, there were there was still, like, if you look at accounts, there was still, like, racism towards her. There was still, like, a lot of especially casual racism. Um, but, I mean, you know, she was just an extraordinary person. That, yeah, because, that was a
0: great description, too, that um, uh, she made it on to badassoftheweek.com. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and explains that she drank hard, fought harder, and always delivered the mail on time.
1: Yep. <laughs> so great. Um, I mean, obviously, Shirley Chisholm made a big impression on me because right. I'm doing a story about her for Femme Magazine.
0: Oh, that's excellent. I wasn't sure if you could talk about that.
1: Yeah, I, I can talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, so you, they kickstarted up What was that? Okay. There's also going to be a story about Artemisia. Oh, fantastic.
0: Okay. uh, Yeah, so this is a Kickstarter that's running and they already met goals, so now you're on stretch goals, right? Yes. Okay, cool. Yes, we're
1: headed for 50 stories instead of 30, which would be an awesome, successful disease.
0: That's fantastic. So, how did you get um, into this project?
1: Um, well, I was I was contacted by Shelley Bond, which is like um, amazing. <laughs>
0: that is amazing. She now has her own creator-owned uh, imprint with uh, through IDW. So yay!
1: I'm about that. Her and Karen Berger are both with creator-owned imprints. It's like this is an incredibly exciting time for comics. Like this is huge. Huge, yeah. Um, and so good for comics.
0: So that's oh, okay. so that was um, her I- idea to do this, and then she reached out to people.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So so it was like she had she had been following um, my my hundred women project.
0: That's fantastic.
1: So she knew uh, <laughs> I had a, a definite interest in historical women.
0: And did you get to pick then who you were doing, or was it? Um... Like a list that was kind of you know certain people picked first, and then
1: I think it's a pick um i think um I think everyone picked their own, like everyone came to it with with their own okay. their own subject in mind which and it's cool because it's like it's like a really nice, varied amount of people like it's just a it's a nicely inclusive list.
0: So, if for some reason, somebody hasn't heard of Shirley Chisholm, which is I guess possible, but um uh she was uh like the first woman to run for president, correct
1: uh no, or no, no um well, you know what well, the she... one there's like two first women to run for president, okay because <laughs> um because in America, we do it weird. Um, because the the first one was, um, the first woman to want to run for president was Victoria Woodhull.
0: And now she ran she, when
1: she was, go ahead.
0: I was going to say, no, is she the one who ran before women could even vote?
1: Yes. Both of, both of the first women to rent, to run ran before women could vote. Okay. Um, and the first one was Victoria Woodhull who ran when she was 34. So she wasn't actually eligible to become president
0: because you have to be 35
1: because you have to be 35 um and it was kind of like so there's there's a little bit of controversy because of that because there was like kind of um it was it was a little bit of a circus atmosphere like victoria woodhall like very interesting lady i encourage everyone to to look her up because there is she, she had an amazing life story um, but the, the first woman to run for president who was eligible and kind of followed the rules of like you know getting oh and Victoria Woodhull nominated uh, Frederick Douglass to be her, her vice president and he didn't actually accept it oh no <laughs> she was still like this is my running mate oh boy because she was she was a wild lady. I definitely if you have a chance check out her story. There's lots of twists and turns. Um but the um the the first kind of like technical woman was I think like a decade later, Belva Lockwood ran and um her her goal was simply to get an electoral vote. Um but she was actually eligible to be president and um, and ran on a party that was formed and, you know, an actual ticket. And they did things <laughs> more in a non-circus way. Okay. Um, but she, like, Belva Lockwood, also a completely fascinating lady. She was first woman to argue before the Supreme Court. Um, and she was also very... Um, uh, progressive in her racial attitudes, um, especially towards uh Native Americans and Chinese Americans. I guess they weren't really they weren't Chinese Americans yet because we wouldn't allow them citizenship. But um the Chinese in America. Okay. Uh which which at the time was like a, a whole thing. Um which you could do like a whole podcast on, on just the the kind of just wild, ridiculous racism that went on around the the Chinese in America. Well,
0: sure. I mean, like the main thing that I know is they were like they built the railroads. Mhm. But yeah.
1: And then yeah, they built they you know they came here and they built the railroads. They settled and there was like a. Uh, just like it completely raises reluctance to allow them citizenship or rights or that they obviously deserved um, uh but yeah, so it was so they were the the first woman to run for for president, and then I believe Patsy Mink ran on the Republican ticket to uh for um nomination to be president. And then Shirley Chisholm was the first woman to run on the Democratic ticket and also the first black woman or the first black person okay to run on the Democratic ticket. So she was kind of like the foremother to both Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton.
0: Which is so awesome. But Oh, she's
1: an amazing woman. She's an amazing. Woman.
0: The um I- like the everybody had to be like very clear when um, when Hillary Clinton won the nomination because it seemed like she was the first woman to ever run for president, mm. Um, you know, partially because of visibility, like, you know, whatever you've seen in your lifetime, if you've been glued to the television or not, or what they've taught you in whatever school you're in, if your school is really segregated or racist or whatever, um, you know, some – if stuff was just erased and glossed over. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I saw a lot of people making sure to specify that Clinton got the first major party nomination that, you know, Hey, there are other parties yeah. out there, you know, and that it's, and, but she got further than anybody, obviously. Mm-hmm.
1: Obviously. Cause she won the freaking popular vote.
0: Yeah. So she, you know, having technically won. So what happened with Shirley, um, when she started running did did she get to the democratic convention and all that
1: she did and she had um she had electoral votes she actually um she she ran on a uh, a campaign funding model that will be familiar to everyone now which was a small contribution model
0: mm-hmm.
1: um which was very successfully used by Barack Obama yeah and um, has has kind of been used since. Um, well, yeah, even
0: Bernie Sanders was like that. It was like you know, get those twenty-five dollar donations.
1: Right, right, and you know, she she had you know, if you look it up, you can see like you know, she had these little envelopes like you know, every little bit counts type of thing. Um, and uh, so she she had support. Kind of in like some odd places, like in researching, I read that she she actually had a, a fairly decent base of support in Iowa, um, which is interesting. I almost want to like research Iowa.
0: Yeah, like why uh,
1: there? A, a politics. Well, because Jesse Jackson also had um, a, a fairly um, robust support when he ran, okay, um, in Iowa. So it's like what's going on um, that that I don't know about. Yeah, even I mean, though I'm in Missouri, it's like right. It's like on it's our hat, you know. Yeah. Like oh, I just thought it was corn.
0: I've been there, but it was on farms, so I didn't really
1: mm. see much. Yeah, I saw corn.
0: Yeah. I saw a lot of corn and horses.
1: Yeah, people from Iowa are listening to this, and they're like, "It was amazing." Well, you it was.
0: Even, it was beautiful. I got sunburned <laughs> as hell, but um, they don't have trees, but they have corn. Uh, yeah.
1: Oh yeah. It like Southern Illinois.
0: Yeah. But it was great. It was like, you know, two weeks on horseback. It was awesome.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing.
0: Yeah. And I mind um, you, do not know what I'm doing. So,
1: but yeah, she, she got to the convention and um, I mean, it was, it was one of those things where she, she never really entertained the notion that she would win the nomination, but her idea was to get enough support uh, that she could affect the platform, um, and I mean, it's 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 like a whole thing that that happened. I mean, it, it was it, it was one of those things where you know you saw black leaders and and women's leaders kind of turning their back on her. Um, because they wanted to go with you know someone who they felt could win. Um, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was it was like a whole thing.
0: <laughs> that's you know, and I and I'm not even sure if that's just a necessarily a, a race thing or a gender thing either. Some some people, yeah, when they try to run, they're very idealistic, and they think, oh, I'm gonna change the system. I'm gonna, and then it's like. You don't understand <laughs> you don't understand it is a system you're it's a system and yeah. you, and you're if you're gonna come in as some kind of like cowboy outsider uh you have little chance
1: yeah, and i think um I think that that was that was kind of the difference with with Shirley is that she really understood that um, she was it was kind of like you know. That she didn't feel like she would likely win, but she wanted to to be out there and to be a voice for um for everyone, everyone who she felt did not have a voice, and her her objective was to somehow um make those voices count in in the democratic platform for that year. Which ultimately didn't matter because stupid Nixon won, won reelection. So. Um
0: But you're gonna but you're yeah. taking this And then and was
1: out and then was out of office pretty soon. Yeah. And yeah.
0: <laughs> we might see that again if we're lucky. Mm. Um
1: In your mouth to God's ears.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> so this is cool that you've gotten to tell um her story. Uh How many pages are you getting to do?
1: Uh, Three. Everyone gets three pages. And believe me, um, I've been I've been writing it with uh, with Gibson Twist, and uh, we have struggled to fit the story into
0: three pages. Yeah, I can imagine. I had to do one. I did. I had to do a Harriet Tubman comic, and for young readers so it had to be like really limited on panels like try not to go over four panels Um, Mm -hmm. and that was I think eight pages I want to say and you know and I felt like I wanted to tell like this whole big journey and you know luckily the editor was familiar with my tendency to ramble and was like we're just taking this one moment, pick a moment, here's some suggestions and, and so he picked he picked a particular moment in in time. And it was like, Okay, now I can just read as much as I possibly can about that scene. Right. And uh, you know, and then of course it it's you know, sort of like historical fiction because I'm guessing at some of it. Um, but with as much research as possible. Um, you know, just to describe like, you know, her getting hit in the head and, um, but it's just, you know, like seeing all of these magnificent portraits of women that you have, it's, you know, it's like, it was reminding me that, uh, you know, that we're going to get the Tubman 20s sometime. um, Yes. Sometime. And, you know, and now she has to share it because it's like Hamilton popularity, which I haven't seen. So I'm not, I'm not dissing the show. It sounds wonderful, but. I just think it's funny that they, like, change their mind because, you know.
1: Thought, well, it, So is she going to be on the 20s? I
0: believe she's, yeah, I believe they're called the Tubman 20s.
1: Are they still going to have Andrew Jackson on the 20s, too? No. Are they- I,
0: well, no, I don't think, I think he's coming off.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Um, because I do not like Andrew
0: well, I think the thing was, it was, like, he was the first, like, treasury secretary or something. So I think they were... Oh,
1: that's Hamilton.
0: Oh, that's Hamilton. Okay. So that's yeah. why Hamilton's staying. Um, yeah. yeah so I like- think she is literally replacing. Um, but it's, like, but there's going to be two faces. Like, we're, you know, we're not used to that. Except for, like, on the coins, you know, make that sometimes. But, um but it's like I'm, you know, I'm looking at all of these gorgeous portraits that you have of these women. And I'm like, any any of these women could be on our money, like should be, oh, on, you know, should be on our money, <laughs> like, you know, especially like the Native I American, thought. you know, Native American heroes or, uh, yeah. you know, it's just, it's just unbelievable.
1: I feel like that would be like the, like a, a wonderful kind of F you one of the many wonderful Native American women in our history replaced Andrew Jackson. On the, yeah. The um, and he presided over the Trail of Tears. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, like there's and there's there's so much that's not known. Like that was um, I I I specifically very much um, was seeking out indigenous women and their history is in depth is is hard to find yes um it's it's out there but a lot of it is um you know something that would be in an out-of-print academic book um you know it's not when we think of um you know, that was something that came to the forefront. Is there's uh, there's this idea of, of of you know the history being out there, and I think there's there's two tiers to that because there's you know it simply existing somewhere where someone can access it, or there's you know it being where most people can access it, and um, you know if something isn't in a lot of libraries and you know, there's, there's no articles on the internet about it. You know, that is, that is not a very accessible history and it is, um, endangered, like endangered history. Mm -hmm. The way, uh, animal would be endangered. And, and there's, there's a lot of that. I mean, there, there are definitely, um, uh, sites that are, that are pretty good. Um, that I found, um, but a lot of it is just like piecing stuff together too. Because for, um, for a lot of, a lot of non white, non male, um, history and, and subjects in history, um, you will have a certain amount of ones that are like the famous ones. And there will be a lot of stuff of them. And then if you try to dig into more, um, it's very hard to find that additional, there's additional people. Right. And I think that that kind of gives the impression that, you know, there was only, you know, there was only two Native American women that ever did anything. And they were Pocahontas and Sactuia. yeah.
0: yeah. And yeah, that's it. and that's why um, uh, I'm doing for the month of March, uh, like I did in February on Twitter. Um, I'm doing like a quote of the day, and so for Black History Month, I did a quote of the day, and then I took all of the quotes and put them in a big post on Amber Unmasked. So I'm doing that for Women's History Month too, and I was and I tried to make sure that it wasn't a hundred percent Lily White. You know, I wanted to mm-hmm. I wanted to consciously find people that that have these voices that people should be exposed to. So, you know, I saw that you all, you know, one of your portraits was uh, Winona LaDuke. And, mm. you know, so that's one of the people that I quoted. And um, like Faith, Faith Spotted Eagle, a lot of people had never heard of. I had never heard of until this last election because she actually got an electoral vote and then the newspaper like well, the one newspaper anyway like screwed up by putting her name in quotes and then they did apologize immediately because people were mm-hmm. like why is her name yeah. in quotes like it might be a different sounding name to you but it's still a name and like faith i'm sorry faith is like a name anywhere like that's just, right. like, like that that's not even uh, like foreign or something you know it's just but uh so they they i remember they apologized for that but um you know, it's you know it's somebody besides Pocahontas who now is like the only thing people are associating with it is Elizabeth Warren. Um, yeah, yeah, and um,
1: and people don't even like the, the kind of you know historical story of Pocahontas isn't even particularly known. So.
0: No, I think they're just using the name just so generically, yeah. um, and. Uh, like Ruth Hopkins and like, like basically the pipeline activists, the water protectors,
1: mm-hmm. if
0: you know, if people have gone on Twitter, cause I don't know, I don't really spend any time on Tumblr, so I don't know what that's like, but if anybody's spent any time on Twitter and looking up the no DAPL or, you know, Keystone pipeline stuff, you will get to learn today's activists so that, you know, you know, learn those names and carry those names and make sure those people get interviewed in newspapers so that you know when children go to do their history homework they Mm -hmm. can have more choices because I remember we always had to do a paper on like you know on um, uh, like Black History Month or or, you know we had to do one I think on uh, I don't know if it was specifically presidents or it might have been like a president one I don't know um, but I remember at one point I did a paper on Harriet Tubman, and I think I did one on Thomas Jefferson. And, and you know, like the funny thing, the funny not funny thing about, you know, learning about Thomas Jefferson was uh, we were given the sugar-coated version when I was in school.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so it's, you know, like the the reporting that's being done today and even like the – grassroots blogging that's being done today is going to be source material. So, you know, like so hopefully these women that we can't find any information on that we're looking for, you know, women from the 1700s and 1800s, hopefully future generations will at least be able to find what, you know, today's women are doing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, you know, that that is a that is a, a big hope because Um, you know, there is, I, I I think, I think there's sometimes an attitude of like, you know, who cares about history? That's from uh, yesterday, you know, like that's not now, but it does. I mean, history, history informs, um, the present and having history have some, (laughs) it's it's very important to not just have one source that you're getting all of your history from because history is also a narrative it's the narrative that someone writes yeah and it's Um, usually
0: whoever wins
1: yeah exactly so you know having that those you know alternative um narratives and that's not the same as alternative facts, you know, that is, you know, ones that are below the mainstream, you know, but are still, are still true. So those are very important. Yeah. And they inform what happens. Like sometimes, I think sometimes there's, there's kind of a, a reading of history. It's like, well, then this happened and then this happened and then this happened. And there's a little bit of uh you know, some immaculate conception happening in in history where it's like, well, well, how did that happen? And it's like, oh, well, that's all the messy parts that we left out. Mm-hmm.
0: Like you were saying, like the slave labor or labor, you know, labor of other people that doesn't get credited. Um,
1: that's... I mean, history books, they never talk about like uh, like Bacon's Rebellion which is really important for the history of um racism mm-hmm. in the United States most people are like what's that bacon yeah.
0: Kevin no Bacon <laughs> yeah yeah
1: but yeah it was it was it was a it was a rebellion that um was um it was a le- it was led by a guy named Bacon, but it included um, whites, um, black, and and other people of color, um, mixed race people. And when it was suppressed, there was um, for really the first time in America a concerted effort to punish the white people and the non-white people differently. And that kind of swung into motion where they, they realized that um, it was very important in order to control the uh, lower classes to separate them by races, which still goes on today quite effectively. Sure.
0: Well, yeah, as we as can see by the judicial system. Trump, there's, yeah, Trump who gets away with whatever he wants. We see this with, you know, rape assault on campuses. Um, you know, they get no sentences or, you know, they literally get away with it or they get something like, you know, hey, you know, community service for 30 days. Um, um, yeah, and that's, and it all depends on their color and their, the amount of money. And, and for whatever reason, what, how good of an athlete they are.
1: Yeah.
0: Um but, yeah, so it's, you know, it depends on, on who's winning and who writes it and who gets to remember it. Um, because even, like, just looking at, you know, your list of these 100 women, um, I you know, I was just uh, reminded of that the, the first astronaut in space was Valentina Tereshkova, which I, like, jogged my memory a, a couple years ago when I was working on a Sally Ride story. Because for as long as I could remember, I was like, oh, Sally Ride was the first woman in space. And it was like, oh. "No." and then I'm like, wait, she wasn't. And, and it was just one of those things where it's just the American, like, bigotry or whatever that's ingrained in me that I just assumed, right. it, you know, of course it was an American. And that, you know, that was first. And, you know, it was like, no, it wasn't. Um, so, you know, I, lo- I love that you had her in there. Um, just to remind people, like you know, we really were like neck and neck with the Russians.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And and you know, it is it is it is something where it is very easy. Um, I mean, that is you know a nationalism that uh, it, that we are indoctrinated. I can't I can't quite speak uh, to to any other nation since I have not grown up in any other nation. Right, uh, but but certainly Americans in particular are are, are, are indoctrinated to a nationalism of like we are, we are the exceptional ones, and um, you know if um, if our person comes in second, they will be celebrated as if they were first.
0: <clears throat> right, like that hockey team victory or something. I was like, mm. you know, I kept thinking there. It was like this big monumentous thing. And I was like, oh, so we won the gold medal. And they're like, no, they just beat the Russians. That's all that mattered. Yeah. I'm like,
1: yeah, I'm exactly. like oh, really? <laughs> I, re- I mean, this, this will date me, but I remember, um, oh, forget which Olympics it was. It was the one where Nancy Kerrigan won the silver. And I. I remember... It was was like Time or Newsweek or something. And they had had her on the cover and it said, good is gold. And I was just like, well, obviously fucking not. Yeah, because because
0: I think Oksana Bayul won the gold
1: or something, right? Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. And it's just like, "Mm, no. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And I remember even though I was like young at the time, I was just like, why are you playing it like that? You still got second. That's still pretty good. Like
0: yeah, out of all of like, these people, yeah,
1: yeah. What what the hell?
0: And plus, on Wait. any given day, you can have a bad day.
1: You know. You, well, yeah, yeah, and it's it's just like
0: it's a great accomplishment.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like <laughs> if if you're not first, you're last.
0: Yeah, I think that's something that's ingrained in athletes in particular. Um, <laughs>
1: which oh. thank god
0: I was not one growing up because I you know no it's just like I'm like oh there's a competition for something I can't try out for it I'll just lose I know I will <laughs> yeah. I'm the opposite
1: <laughs> I mean there there is a, there is a lot of that too like it, I I I I've read I've read studies that it particularly affects girls as that kind of uh um how how did they put it the girls are praised for, um, girls are praised for their, um, for what they do, or girls <sighs> are basically praised for getting high, for, for, for doing something correctly, and boys are praised for the work that they put into doing something. And that sets up like, psychologically, um, a barrier that, um, you won't, you won't get, like, if you don't catch on to something right away, that, um, you're, you're a failure because the idea of improvement and working towards something isn't praise. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just kind of being a perfect thing right off the bat, which is, you know, also dovetails a little bit with like the idea of, you know, the objectification of women of of like kind of being this um, in a way like a static being that is that is not messy, that is not working towards something that is not failing sometimes, that is just either perfect as they are or trash. So, yeah, I forget
0: what I... Right. Well, it's just, it's interesting because, uh, you know, a lot of the influence that we do hear about comes from Hollywood celebrities and stuff. But I mean, I can remember when Angelina Jolie was young and it was like, oh, she's just such a rebellious weirdo and she's carrying this vial of blood around her neck. and, And it's like, she is one of the greatest humanitarians of all time right now. So, you know, like... I don't know. Um, and still judged on her looks and um and whether she'll make another movie again and that kind of stuff.
1: Right. I remember when when she got her mastectomy and people were all like, Oh no. no yeah. But her looks and it was just like, But her health.
0: Yeah. She
1: made a decision about her health. Yeah. You you are being gross. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But I mean that is yeah, that is that is the way.
0: But the but you know competitively, you know talking about that subject of um, of some gender differences. Uh, I follow some agents on literary agents on Twitter, and you know they they said that if they send something back with a rejection and say it's not quite right, but if you try again. Send it back. That men will always try again and send it back, and women will just take the rejection as they suck and not send, not try mm-hmm.
1: again. Um, it's a it's that that psychological education you get when you're when you're a kid, and it's just like you're not praised for working hard but failing. Yeah.
0: So hopefully, a, you know, hopefully things are gonna change.
1: I mean, it, it's, something, it's something that I've, you know, struggled definitely in my personal life. Um, it is something uh, surpri- maybe surprising, maybe not to people who do comics, but uh, something that really helped was when I did um, a strip a day for an entire year. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just have to, if you're going to make the goal of doing a comic strip a day for an entire year, you just have to accept that some of them are going to suck.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that's and, the thing. said like putting out all of these, you know, male, male-based superhero movies. Like, you put out so many because some of them are going to suck, but you do one female-led one, and it's like, right. oh, we can never do another one ever again.
1: Right. Like like I say all the time, it's like, oh, because Catwoman sucked, we can never have any other, we can't have a Black Widow movie. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. I mean it makes it's it I mean you know part of it is obviously like there's there is an unconscious bias but some of it I feel like is just absolutely conscious and people are just looking for a reason to say no and once they get that reason even though Catwoman was god knows how many years ago it was a while um and <laughs>
0: And for whatever reason, it has did, a strange, did. beloved cult following because people wear that costume every year for, for Halloween and Comic Cons.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's hilarious.
0: So <laughs> every every year, people are still recognizing Catwoman.
1: I mean, I mean, I have I have a great love for for bad cult movies. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, like you know, people. Well, and people love the character, and it's just like, okay, right. you're gonna make like fifty bajillion in Hulk movies
0: yeah,
1: but but you you make a you completely. Let's be honest, you, you just fuck up a Catwoman movie once, and yeah. that's the end of it. That's it. Like there, though... there
0: should be as many Wonder Woman movies as there are Batman movies because there should be enough to chance to equally suck. Oh, you know, like everything is riding on this next movie, that you know her movie.
1: Uh, I feel like they could make a really good Batgirl movie too.
0: Yeah, that could be fun. You know, something besides, you know, the freaking killing joke.
1: I didn't even watch that. because oh, I'm not going like, to watch it, no were talking about it. And I was just like, you're having sex with her. He's like, you dad." Yeah.
0: I'm like, I don't need to. I've, you know, I read the book.
1: And, uh, yeah, it was like,
0: yeah. It was gross. That's all I need.
1: Um, yeah, or even, you know,. I don't know, like, you know, new characters, like new action stars. There's, There's
0: some great stuff if you want to, you know, we could like rattle off a quick list. Like Lazarus um, is still going strong. And in fact, the um, when the meme started going around about uh, Nonetheless She Persisted, uh, Michael Lark, who's the artist on Lazarus, came uh, up with an amazing illustration of the main character um, e, well, her name's Forever Carlisle um, with this, you know, that sort oh,
1: of... Oh, awesome. I need to pick that up.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's a long series and it's a Greg Rucker written series. So a lot of people um, will just read anything Greg Rucker writes. Um, mm-hmm. But it's an interesting political series to be reading like right now about how there's like they have these, they'll put up this like statistics of every time there uh, things are broken down to sort of like mafia family regions and it'll show you like how many people are like super upper class and are alive how many people in are, are like serfs and it'll be like thousands and thousands and thousands it's just it like and then they're they're all like drugged to just follow along with whatever they're particular family they're all called families whenever their particular family is saying oh and it's just like it's it's so relevant so it's definitely one to read and then you can you know read fun stuff oh, like you. like thank um so yeah read some of the fun superhero stuff like um unstoppable wasp and you know which gets you know really cool like into science stuff and science fiction <laughs>
1: um yeah yeah there's 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 definitely you know a lot a lot more out there too just than just the the traditional the traditional characters i feel like they could yeah check out
0: definitely check out the indie stuff because obviously like one of my favorites of all time is bitch planet yes so good it's so good so so good and they take their time um, with it. Like, it's not going to, don't expect it every month because it's never going to happen. They, they really, uh, like put a lot of work into it.
1: I also really like, um, Wicked in the Divine. I feel like it's, I, yeah, of I started of it. I, um, celebrity in a really nice way.
0: Yeah. Gorgeous art.
1: Hmm. Um,. <laughs> yeah, so there's
0: definitely a newer kind of stuff out there, and then there's always you know plenty of TNA books out there if that's what people are looking for.
1: Comics, that's it. Also. It's
0: comics. It's, there was there was a promo shot of like you know the new Marvel series that are all on Netflix and stuff. So like the only female character is Jessica Jones. So all of the dudes are posing and looking all tough and stuff, and of course they have to have Kristen Ritter posed to the side so that you can make sure you see her ass. <laughs>
1: I'm like, now turn back. So let's see if we can get some side boob too. Yeah, exactly.
0: Like, make sure we get you know all the right curves on this extremely like thin girl and um,
1: spine almost broken. All right, take the picture.
0: Yeah, take picture. And it's you know it's one of those things where with her character she wouldn't care. She's a pretty sexually open character, but. It's just like, it was just so funny to me. I'm like, why am I seeing any, any ass cheek at all? Well, and it's, I mean, she was in jeans. It's not like it was, you know, one of those awful costumes or something. But
1: um, yeah, and there's definitely a difference between a character, you know, owning their own sexuality oh. and then being objectified for, for someone else's. Yeah, days. that's,
0: that's an argument that like people don't get, like they just don't understand the difference. It's like, not all sex scenes are equal.
1: What? (laughs) Oh. There's subtleties.
0: Yeah. Just like costumes. It's like, but it's empowering. And I'm like, some of them are if that's the way it's discussed. But, you know. Some of them, especially when they do it to the young girls who are supposed to be like seventeen years old or something, it's like, uh, you're just making them look like trash because you want it you want to get off on it.
1: Yeah, the the sexualization of the teenage characters is like pretty uh Yeah. Yeah. Like I could I could do with less of that. Yeah.
0: Um and it gets, and it's probably more confusing when they do something like call it, a, you know, like Teen Titans. Like if they put, if they somehow throw it in there where it's like the word "young" is in there, like Young Avengers or something. If the, you know, it, it makes you think, well, okay, then they're jail bait. So like maybe you should, um, you know, it's not catering, but maybe you should just be more appropriate.
1: Yeah, it's 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 one of those things where it's just like, who is this for?
0: Yeah.
1: Who, who is, uh... Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that. So the, um... So you have some news with the 100 Days of Women portraits. And uh, do you know the end date for Femme Magnifique?
1: Uh, the end date, I believe it is, um... 10 days from when we're recording. Um,
0: so sometime in March.
1: Yeah. I can look at it. All oh, right. Here. Because but like I'm we said,
0: they're, they, um it's a big group of people involved and they are at the point of uh, working on stretch goals. so mm-hmm. Which means more stories.
1: Yes. 50 stories instead of 30, which will be awesome. And like every, I mean, everyone that that Shelly Bond has has tapped for this is just is just so good. It's, I I think it's going to be a pretty pretty amazing anthology.
0: And this is Kickstarter, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, we were going to mention something about Indiegogo before, and uh...
1: yes, that's that's the platform I generally use is Indiegogo. Um, and, uh, I am launching, hopefully Monday the 6th, um, a crowdfund for a 100 days, 100 women poster, which has been by far the most requested thing, um, ever from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just, it's gonna be a 24 by 36 poster with all of the women on it and um, I'm going to include a sheet with little microbios of the women just to get people started if they're, if they're working with like your kids or with like, you know, a girl scout group or a classroom, like, have a place to start. Okay. Wanna,
0: and are you going you know. to, um, since the, the poster is going to contain all of them, are you going to have, um, Store options or something for buying the individual ones
1: um, I am still deciding on that um, I did have that um with my with my store and v store but i have I have closed that down um because it's it's a little unwieldy uh, <coughs> because it's not really something that I can up have a lot of stock of, okay. Because there's a hundred different portraits, right? Um, which that is why it is unwieldy. So the way I've been doing it is, um, I will print what people order every month and send it out every month. Um, but that that is a little unwieldy way to do it, and um, I would I would rather not do it that way. So. Um, and looking into different options to get the the individual portraits once we reopen the store.
0: Okay. Because, I mean, as awesome as the 100 women is, if somebody specifically wanted, like, you know, Dorothy Parker, or, you know, or Stagecoach Mary or somebody, like, as a, you know, an individual poster or something, if that um, – because I know some of the print-type websites are scalable, but um, – I don't know. I guess it depends on on how, where you end up. And I love you have Wilma Mankiller in here. That's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Some, uh, Cherokee Nation. Um, so yeah. So like, if somebody wanted individual prints, hopefully that can be done some point. Or I suppose if you really wanted and it was just for yourself, you could just print to your color printer and stick it on your wall. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, you know. It's not going to be on a
0: nice archive paper, but, you know. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, you know. I, I, better to give I the artist money. I appreciate it if, you would, if yeah. you would give me money.
0: Yeah, give, well, plus you have the Patreon. So what comes with joining your Patreon?
1: Well, right now it's pretty simple. It's um, I really only have the $1 a month here, and it's just um, exclusive art and previews of everything that I do.
0: Yeah, so that's so, also really cool because then you kind of get uh, the scoop on things.
1: And then, like, every, you know, everything I post to my patrons, I, you know, expect that, you know, it's it's exclusive art for the patrons and if they want to print it out, you know, that's, that's cool with me. Um,
0: yeah, because that's basically, I mean, it's a, you know, they're, they're at least, there's a commerce there.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Although, I mean, like, people, like, uh, teachers have, you know, contacted me and said, like, can I get this up in my class? And am like, yeah. Oh,
0: so, like, nice. you know,
1: it's it, yeah, I kind of follow the general um, the general rule that if it's for education or review purposes, you know, go for it. Because, yeah, as long, as long as people aren't making money off of it, you know, that's yeah. kind of where, where I draw the line. Like, don't,
0: yeah, like don't try to print your own T-shirt. <laughs> don't be a dick. Don't yeah. Don't don't print your own T-shirts. Don't um, you know, make tote bags.
1: Yeah, I haven't I haven't seen it yet. But what is it? Is it Redbubble that's a really yeah. bad one? Yeah, or, Red
0: Redbubble okay. has a lot of uh, stolen stuff.
1: Where their whole line of stolen Scotty Young art is. And <sighs>
0: yeah, and even one of them, Colleen Duran, had a uh, stuff. I I it was on an Amazon vendor. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So she had to, like, kind of really track that down, um, which was really shitty. Like, somebody had actually taken her art and then made it into
1: shirts. Um, Yeah. I mean, I have seen seen shirts where people, like, it still has the watermark on it. Oh, that's lame. (laughs) So people put watermarks on it, and people are still like, I'll make a shirt whatever it's on the internet so it's that means it's free
0: which is interesting because like on cafe press they're really um strict like you can't i don't think you could get away with that on cafe press
1: that's good to know i've heard that teespring is pretty good about um taking people down when they when they find it
0: yeah you just have to hopefully you have enough of a base where people will say hey i saw your art here uh, yeah. Um, well, I did want to find out um, before we wrap up with all of your links and stuff um, about your technique and like what program you're using, because you have an interesting way of of choosing the aesthetic of each portrait where they're limited to sort of like four or five colors, like in a threshold. Mm-hmm. And um, like this. OK, this is my weird reasoning for looking at things like that when I carve pumpkins I have to um like take the saturation out and stuff and like try to find a threshold that works where it's like only three shades and Mm -hmm. so it's like here you have colors and you have all these beautiful colors um but you do like so each portrait only has like three four maybe five colors at most Mm
1: -hmm. um
0: so you know, and you've got really distinct brushes. Do you have to go through and make your brushes?
1: Uh, a couple of them I made myself. A couple of them are friendin brushes, which is absolutely something I recommend. Um, if you use um, the former Manga Studio, the current Flip Studio Pro program.
0: Okay.
1: Um, if you used uh, version five and up, um, Uh, you, like, uh, Brendan has, like, fantastic brushes, and you get the whole pack for, like, 20 bucks. Um, so, like, some of the sables are his, and then there's, like, a couple of, like, um, like, kind of square brushes that I've made myself, and a couple of textures that I've made myself. Um, but, yeah, I do them all on Clip Studio Pro, and, um, uh, the, the The color thing I think it's I think it's partially because I come from a design background, so I'm like if I can kind of force as much um value from a color as possible i like to I like to do that okay.
0: um yeah because like, they they could almost be you know like avatars and logos and things
1: thank you yeah yeah that, that is probably the graphic design background showing through cool um yeah and i i i personally um you know no offense to anyone who loves it but i i am not a fan of like uh a kind of soft radiant airbrush with line art
0: yeah i know what you mean um,
1: yeah, where there'll be like
0: one shiny spot, and it really, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's just, it, it it. I I have seen a couple of people kind of do like a unicorn thing and mm-hmm. and make that that level of um kind of soft render work with a hard line. Like, so it is possible, but most of the time, I'm I'm. I prefer a more a more. Graphic um kind of hard-edged look to color in general
0: because there's the one that stands out is um is actually the josephine baker one because it looks like you you did something different specifically on hers Mm -hmm. Um, hers looks like you know like watercolor and then sort of like uh the graphic stuff over it but um was that all that was still all digital
1: Mm mm-hmm okay Yeah, those are, those are digital watercolor brushes, which, which I like. Like some of the watercolor brushes are too soft, but I do like the ones where they, they have that kind of, uh, bounding line because that gives it a little more of, of that hard edge. I just, I really love deliberate lines and deliberate color. I love very deliberate shapes.
0: Yeah, so yeah. if you, and that, and there's, you know, you can see that there are brush differences. Like, if I just go through three, the Emma Goldman, and then right be- below it is uh, uh, Rumiko Takahashi, and then below that is Josephine Baker, and, like, each one of them, even though they're all this same graphic style, like, the one looks like it's more uh, crayon-ish in the edges, mm-hmm. and then the Rumiko one is really hard edges.
1: Um yeah, it was it was a nice opportunity for me stylistically to experiment with a lot of different um different techniques
0: mm-hmm.
1: within the program which is which is pretty awesome. It, it is something that uh like I, I don't recommend <laughs> necessarily doing a 100 day series. <laughs> Um, because it it does take a lot of time. Um, but I definitely recommend to, especially young artists doing, doing some kind of series where they're able to, um, to experiment and just draw on a daily basis because really nothing improves your art faster than just doing it and, and also doing it in, um, in a free way where you're not, um, you're not a ball of ang- anxiety because, you know, someone is paying for this or you think that, um, if you just make this fan art perfect, you know, you'll get a thousand followers on Twitter or, you know, whatever kind of expectations we, we put on art to just do it in a way that is, um, for yourself and, and free of, you know, some of those constraints. You you grow a lot when when you're able to to free up that time to do that.
0: That's cool. And I know once in a while that software like goes on a big sale. People were talking about it recently.
1: Yeah. Like twice a year I would say. Like well, maybe even three times a year. It goes it goes on little sales throughout the year and um it usually goes on big sale where it's like sixty bucks. Um like, at least once or twice a year. Yeah. So it's a, it's keep a your great program. It's a great program. I recommend it. Um, I know some people swear by Photoshop, and I totally am happy for them, but, like, I adore the the line quality in, in Flip Studio.
0: I haven't even seen it or tried it, but I know that that seems to be what all of the comics people use. So...
1: Um, I mean the line quality is like the variation that you can get it's not the same as brushing which um, which I did before this so, so I'm very picky because I'm coming from a background of doing brushing-y. Um, and you know it's not the same but it is and you just get a beautiful variety so I'll buzz market that
0: Awesome. And now and again <laughs>
1: Yeah, and
0: again, so and again we're gonna plug your uh you know, ways to support you, which um uh is FemMagnifique, is that are they actually like paying everybody or is that a charity
1: thing? They yeah. are paying everyone. Everyone gets okay. paid. And Yay. I think um, there are there are some also some uh um, uh, uh additional and scratch Gold. But I'm not sure. Uh, don't quote okay. me.
0: Okay, so <laughs> so look them up on Kickstarter. But then, like, as a you know, monthly contribution to you know, toss a buck um, or more. Patreon.com. <laughs> you know, you're basically you're Rory Comics on everything, right? So
1: yes. So yes. It's, it's it's nice because when someone tags me in something, even if they don't. Even if they don't know my account is around, I get a notification for it. So
0: Yeah, that's good. Because like <laughs> I, my name is different on every single thing. So, um, so you really have to like look for me, but, um, but I love that and your Patreon seems to be doing pretty well. So hopefully that'll, yeah. that'll pick yeah. up. All right. Um, did you have any other last things you want to make sure you mentioned before I let you go?
1: Um, oh yeah. Um so I just um I just did a series of postcards that with the um with some of the 100 women on them. They were all American women. Um the idea being that a lot of people are using postcards to send right. um messages to, to their representatives.
0: That's true. There's in fact coming up for the Ides of March. They're calling it the Ides of Trump. Um People are doing postcard campaigns for that.
1: Awesome. Um, well, I just I just wrapped up a, a campaign for that. They're not available um, anymore, but um, hopefully we can offer them again. Um, but yeah, they're uh, ten dollars from the sale of each set went to the ACLU. So I raised over nineteen hundred dollars for the ACLU. Holy
0: cow! Yeah. Holy cow! Wow, that was awesome.
1: And I, I, I would imagine that the next time I do it, I probably, um, very likely, it would be like the Southern Poverty Law Center, sure, which is a charity that I really like.
0: Yeah, they're doing um, a lot of the hard statistic work.
1: And uh, I, I mean, I would also love to find specifically a trans charity to perhaps split that with if I do another one. Um, and I am currently doing research on that. So if anyone knows one.
0: I know the Trans Law Center and the Trans Lifeline Hotline. And Awesome. Yeah.
1: So the Trans Law Center, they kind of like, um, are they similar yeah, to the Poverty Law Center?
0: Yeah, I think they're sort of like, you know, there for, um, ad, you know, advice or representation. and. Um, or at least steer somebody in the right direction. That's the one I've seen awesome. seen often on Twitter anyway.
1: Awesome. Thank you for that. Cuz yeah, I would I would love to um money that way cuz there are like the attacks are just terrible. You know, here in Missouri, we have like a bathroom bill going on that May have there there may have been enough pressure to kind of shudder it for a while, but you know. It's just gotten stop.
0: absurd. I mean, it's just gotten so absurd where now like even women who are cisgendered women going into the women's room are being harassed because they're too butch looking.
1: Right. I mean and it's and it's, it's like fuck off, who cares?
0: Yeah. Who
1: I mean cares? it's like there's
0: a stall, go pee. I mean, you know.
1: I don't care if there's a man next to me in the stall. It's like, whatever, you get to hear my farts. Yeah.
0: Like, like that's it. I mean, if I run out of toilet paper, please be kind.
1: And I know, I mean, I know, like, like, here's the thing. It's like, I know that there's like an outlier of like, in some places, crazy stuff happens in the bathroom, like, you know, bars and stuff. Yeah, like, clubs,
0: club bathrooms, you know, whatever.
1: Yeah. But it's like, you don't legislate. On on the outlier, and that has nothing to do with trans people. No, and it has, and, and it has like, nothing to do with school
0: do. bathrooms or school locker rooms. You know, um, and even locker rooms, I'm sure, have stalls and stuff too.
1: It's like it's like I've been a member of the Y. Okay, yeah. There is nothing going on in the locker room. Nope. Um, you're just trying to not look at everyone. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the thing. Like you know what you know what would make me more uncomfortable with the why is not if a an adult trans person came into the locker room, but the moms wouldn't leave their kids outside for five minutes while they got changed. And it was like not outside the building, I just mean outside the door. So it was like yeah. there are like eight year old boys in there. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that's too old. Your kid can go sit on a chair for five minutes. And be told, well, and, don't run away with strangers.
1: Well, and the Y has family—that was like a problem at the Y I was at too. Is people would bring all their kids, and their kids would be like running around and like, like bumping into you when you're like half naked. Yeah. And it's just like there is a family dressing room for this because. Yeah.
0: See, I went to like a really it's, small, like rowdy. Yeah. But it was like there's managers everywhere. Like your kid can sit on the chair for five minutes. There's, you know, people are watching. There's cameras. You know, like you know,
1: it's, it's also the why where people literally drop their kids off to be to be watched. So it's like it's like it's safe.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, I shouldn't. I, I. And then of course, like something happens at a why, and everyone's like, well, you're wrong." Exactly. What? It'll be
0: like, see, YouTube
1: see you two See, this happened once. Yeah. You're wrong forever.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah. So that's that, that's good, and I can um, I can text you uh, another contact for uh, for for finding out charity stuff. Um, that would be awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, because I'm,
1: I'm looking. I mean, it's like it's been like a huge thing because it's basically myself and my husband. Um, <laughs> uh, collating and packing all of these 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 mailings and everything so it's it's a little bit of a thing so we'll have to plan it for when we have the spare time to put into that Um, but I definitely want to do it again I was I was just blown away and just incredibly thankful at the at the response this first time so it's it's so awesome to give a big chunk of money to, money to charity. So that's
0: so exciting, and it was such a beautiful project. So like I will gush over it every chance I get.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: Um, cool. So guys, look for Rory Comics, R O R I Comics, like pretty much anywhere, and you'll be able to find her her Twitter and her Tumblr and stuff like that. And Patreon, most importantly, the Patreon, because then you get exclusive stuff. Um, And for me, for Patreon, it's Amber Unmasked. And the website is amberunmasked.com. But on Twitter, it's at Elizabeth Amber. So just remember that. Um, And that's our show for today. So thank you, Rory, for all your time. This has been awesome.
1: Thank you for having me on.